When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And uh, Mark, there's a chance they could add even another player. Yeah, I mean, there there's a big name out there on the on the free agent market. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, before we get to that, remind everyone to download, rate, and subscribe to the podcast, the Four One Fivers, three times a week. Uh, the Four One Fivers. Also, we have our own social media. Uh, just go and search on Twitter for Four One Fivers. Evan Giddings, Mark Randy. We're also on Instagram now, trying to post stuff as much as we can. We appreciate all your support. Uh, Mark, the the name on the market is Odell Beckham Jr., a guy that was in many ways, responsible for the 49ers not being in the Super Bowl last yeah. year. He was, of course, in addition to the Los Angeles Rams when they traded for him last season. He helps them become Super Bowl champs despite tearing his ACL in the Super Bowl, and he's been working his way back. The target date, rumor-wise, has been around December, so not technically there yet, but OBJ has voiced his, his interest. A lot of uh, NFL insiders, I saw Jay Glazer, um, tag the 49ers with OBJ, not necessarily the, you know, the, the leading candidate, but being in the, in the group of teams that could be suitable for OBJ's services. Obviously the Rams are in that mix, of course, with him being on the team last year. And then I heard on Damon Arado, your show, Mark, Peter King also throw the Dallas Cowboys into that category. So, I mean, I, I, I know we just talked about all the different ways that Kyle Shanahan is going to have to overcome maybe addition uh, or subtraction by addition, but are you interested in maybe an OBJ uh, uh, coming to the coming to the bay? I am only interested in the Niners doing the uh, you know the homework on Odell Beckham Jr. for one reason, and that reason is to drive up the price for whoever it is that signs him. <laughs> the Niners do not need Odell Beckham Jr. Is nothing against him. You mentioned he was phenomenal in the playoffs last year for the Rams. If they don't make that trade midseason with the Browns and acquire him, they probably do not win the Super Bowl. It might might have been Niners against the Bengals, and who knows at what at, at uh, what happens at that point in the Super Bowl. It's nothing against Odell Beckham Jr. When healthy, he has still proven to be an effective wide receiver, and I think he took a big step forward um, mentally last year. I suppose when he was you know serving second fiddle to Cooper Cup, it kind of had been you know a point of contention as whether he would accept a role like that. Um, but he does not need to be on the 49ers. The 49ers do not need Odell Beckham Jr. We spent the last 20 minutes talking about how the biggest challenge for the 49ers in the second half of the season is spreading the ball around because they have so many weapons. You do not need to add another mouth to this offense at the moment. If Odell Beckham Jr. wants to take the veteran minimum and is totally fine, uh, you know, playing behind Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel and he's he's fine with you know getting only a handful of of snaps and a target or two a game fine but I, my assumption is that he does not want to do that uh so 49er sure do your homework look into it call his representatives tell him you're interested uh you know make us uh, if it comes to it you know 
tell him what you might offer him and, and he'll bring that to some other team, maybe the Buffalo Bills, maybe the Dallas Cowboys, and they have to pay a bit more for him. Who knows? So that's the only reason I want the Niners to be interested in this. I, I just do not think that they have any need for Odell Beckham Jr. I am with you to an extent, and I know that there are different scenarios under which you bring players in, but Christian McCaffrey seemed like a match made in heaven for the 49ers. Stylistically, I don't think anyone would disagree. He and Shanahan are a match made in heaven. Uh, We fawned over that the moment that they got him. But one of the other reasons that they went out and got Christian McCaffrey was so that the Los Angeles Rams could not get Christian McCaffrey, whose offer was just a little bit lower than the 49ers. Cam Akers was involved, I believe. Uh, the report was like a second, a third, and a fourth. Um, but of course, with with the where the Rams are slotted, those picks are not as valuable as the 49ers, who also tossed in a future fifth. Um, so they got a little bit more from San Francisco. Obviously, OBJ and Christian McCaffrey are at very different point in their careers. And OBJ is coming off a large injury, a large looming injury. But I do wonder if being able to sign him, not to say you just you just take him to take him, but if there's you know a Buffalo Bills team that is uh, basically depending on Josh Allen's UCL right now um, as to how far their season could or could not go, OBJ on that team opposite Stephon Diggs with Gabe Davis, that could be a, a lethal uh, wide receiving crew. You know, tal- D- the Dallas Cowboys were another team that was thrown in there. CeeDee Lamb, um, you know, doesn't really have much of a running mate outside of Michael Gallup at this point. He could go o- back to the Giants. There's another r- report there. He could go back to the Giants, who really don't have a number one receiver at this <laughs> point. Um, so as as much as I don't think that the Niners need him, I, I also kind of wonder, okay, well, like, could, Sh- could Kyle Shanahan play some hardball just to try and scoop him up away from a potential competitor down the line? Um, that That's something that I, I don't know if you pay an extra umpteen, you know, hundred thousand or, you know, millions of dollars to do. But it, it did get my mind working a little bit because the the... I mean, obviously you get McCaffrey because he's an amazing player. You fit him right into your offense. Um, But if the Rams end up getting Christian McCaffrey, that to me is a very different team than what they look like right now, as you said, lifeless last week. Uh, So it's just something to keep an eye on. Okay, well, let me ask you this. Uh, As presently constructed, uh, and let's let's assume general health, Debo Samuel does not, you know, get hurt and, and miss the rest of the season. Uh, does Odell Beckham Jr. on the 49ers make them better? And if so, how much? Yes, I think he does, actually, because they're... Well, so, I mean, Debo Samuel is is a number one wide receiver, but he doesn't really excel in, in the route running category. And again, we don't know what OBJ is going to look like coming off of knee surgery, but if he finds a way to return to the level he was last year. He, he if he is your third wide receiver, I'm I'm sorry Juwan Jennings, I love you. I know he's pretty good on third downs. Um but if you're telling me that you got Debo Samuel, Brennan Ayuk and Odell Beckham Jr. and Odell Beckham Jr. would be okay with taking a a reserved role in an offense, I think that one that would help him maybe stay healthy coming off of the knee surgery. I think it would allow him also to maybe feature some of his um 
rental properties because he's probably not going to be on whatever team he ends up on after this season, becoming a free agent. Um, I, I think absolutely he can make the Niners better in the passing game. I think, I mean, he, the Niners would be a better team with him, but I don't, I don't really think we would feel much of an impact unless there was an injury. So I think Odell Beckham Jr. to the 49ers would be insurance. And hey, it's great to have insurance, uh, but assume relative health for the 49ers. And I don't think we really see much of an impact from Odell Beckham Jr. as a San Francisco 49er because of what we've spent most of this episode talking about is they just have so many offensive weapons and certainly adding another is, is never a bad thing. And again, we don't really know what he's going to look like coming off of, of major knee surgery after tearing his ACL uh, in the postseason last year. Um, so sure in a vacuum, would you rather have more talented people than, than not? I mean, of course, uh, but considering what he might cost, um, which isn't going to be a ton, but it's certainly not going to be a veteran minimum number. Um, and then considering what the Niners' position of need is, it's certainly not wide receiver, and it's certainly not offensive weapon, at least in my mind. So uh, while I think the Niners are doing the right thing by you know reportedly having interest, I mean, you need to check things out. Otherwise, you're just simply not doing your job. Um, they should be checking it out, and they are. And that's what the Niners have done for really every major name that's been out there that they do their homework they're in discussions for all the right people and they just try to you know take the the, the chance at the right moment like they did with christian mccaffrey um but i think ultimately they're in it just to check and and see what obj and what, what his market is like what other teams might be willing to pay him what he's looking for what he wants his role to be and they'll ultimately determine uh probably for a con you know a conglomeration of reasons uh that it's not a right fit and they'll move on pretty quickly. That would be my guess again in a vacuum. Would he make them better? Yeah, probably, but I think it's marginally and, and probably not worth it. Yeah, I, I can definitely see that. Uh, let me ask you a question though. I, I know that the 49ers don't have much opportunity to improve outside or externally. I should say all of their additions are going to come from, from the guys who are hurt right now, but where do you think is their biggest area of need since, since you've kind of mentioned that. I think it's probably uh cornerback. I think that would be the, the place I go to now. Jason Verrett, of course, as, as we talked about earlier, is, you know, likely going to return to the field soon at some point, might not be against the Chargers. If it's not that, probably within the next week or two. Um, but I'm not sure how, how much you can rely on a guy like him who, you know, his injury, you know, history is extensive. And we've talked a lot about that on the pod this year. Um, and we've talked a lot about Jimmy Ward moving into the nickel spot, Diamador Lenore having to play, you know, the second corner spot because of Emmanuel Mosley's injury. I think corner is that is that spot for me. And if I were to rank, you know, position by position of need, wide receiver or offensive weapon in general might be, you know, one of the bottom three. I, I just don't think that that's anywhere near the top for the 49ers. No, I don't think it is either, but I, I think that, I don't know. I guess it just might be able to mask some of the other deficiencies on offense. OBJ is also a guy who can get open in space. It, it's not like he's um, a burner. I, I, I've seen some stuff on Twitter. People kind of wondering about, uh, you know, Danny Gray or, or some sort of deep threat that the 49ers may or may not have. I, I get they don't have a lot of speed, but to me, the way that they're constructed right now offensively is 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 pretty genius. Like they have basically acquired 
I don't know, four or five different guys that can beat you within 10 yards of the line of scrimmage, which yeah. is where Jimmy Garoppolo is pretty much most efficient at. I think OBJ is also probably one of those players right now. I, I know that in his heyday, he could take a five-yard slant to the house, but those days are behind him. He channeled a bit of that during the postseason run last year for the Rams. I would expect him to be a, a bit slower. So to me, if I, I do think stylistically, I mean, we, we'll have to wait and see, but I, I do think he could fit into that sort of Shanahan yak or you know five yards, 10 yards within mode. Yeah, I, I could see it. I'm, I'm not saying he wouldn't have, he wouldn't make the team better because I think he would. I, I just don't think it's necessarily worth it. Uh, I guess I'll, I would turn the question back around to you. Uh, I, I went cornerback. Would you agree that that's probably the Niners, you know, biggest position of need at this point? Yeah, and that's why at the beginning of the episode, to me, although Armstead is is certainly a better player than Jason Verrett, and certainly at this point in his career, to me, the Verrett return could have. I guess a, a larger impact as far as what injuries um, or I guess returns, you know, could, could help the 49ers just yeah. because like, I mean, I, I didn't necessarily expect a whole lot from Emmanuel Mosley, but I don't think it's a coincidence that about the time that he goes down is also when uh, the Niners start to just get torched through the air. I mean, I, I know Mariota and the Falcons did a lot of their damage on the ground, but they also kind of got whatever they wanted when they wanted through the air. Mariota started out like 13 of 13 in that game or something like <laughs> yeah. that. Um, the, the Chiefs are, are a little bit of a different story, um, but there's going to be a lot of pass-heavy teams coming up on the horizon for the 49ers that they're going to need two quality corners against. So, yeah, I would say I would I would agree with you in, in reference to the corner position being the most important. Yeah, I think I think that one's relatively obvious, but I mean, you you never want to turn down help at any position. I think quickly before we do wrap up, something that we talked about in the last segment was uh, you know a challenge for the 49ers in the second half. You're talking about pass happy offenses. I mean, you got the Chargers, uh, the Cardinals. New Orleans is is not a pass happy offense. If I was playing them, I'd want them to be pass happy. Um, and then you have Miami and Tampa Bay. I think we kind of midway or you know maybe a few weeks into the season talked about how the second half of the season suddenly not nearly as challenging as you thought it might be because you know Tampa Bay is down New Orleans is down Arizona is down uh the Raiders are down but you look at it now and, and maybe it changes a little bit I mean Miami is playing fantastic football again Tampa Bay, they have Seattle in Germany this this week. If they win that, they're on a back, they're on a win streak. They would have won two straight games. They're probably feeling better about themselves. Obviously, Seattle is a gigantic surprise, and the commanders aren't bad. So maybe a challenge for the 49ers is kind of reevaluating the schedule ahead and and maybe noting that there are a few more challenging games ahead that than maybe you thought there were if you just looked at it just a few weeks ago. Yeah, and obviously we'll break this down further on future episodes, but just to me, the first thing that comes into my head is outside of New Orleans and probably Washington, there's a lot of teams that can score points. Like They may not be that great on paper, but they can score, and that's at least one area so far this year that the 49ers have struggled and is putting up large amounts of points. If, you know, if there's a team like the Raiders that could potentially score 28 in a game there's the cardinals who are probably not that good but they've been in the 20s consistently if your offense has an off day as the niners have been known to do uh you might be in trouble so we'll definitely take a look at one of those pass happy and high octane offenses on friday being the 
Los Angeles Chargers coming into Levi's Stadium this weekend. Uh, but for this episode, that'll wrap things up. And Mark, thank you as always, my man. Yeah, yeah, thank you as well. I can't wait for Sunday night. It's going to be a long Sunday. Whenever the Niners play Sunday night, you just kind of spend all Sunday sitting around waiting for the game. I know there's a lot of football to keep your eyes on, but Sunday night, it it, uh, it makes me impatient because I just want the Niners to play already. So looking forward to it. Yeah, hopefully it won't be like the last Saturday night football game. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk more about it on Friday. And uh, in the meantime, take it easy. This has been the 415ers podcast. As always, coming to you on the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network with 95.7 The Game. We will talk to you next time.